The Mariners are in the nation's capital for a quick two-game set against Juan Soto and the Nationals. Plus, Seattle was linked to an infielder who's likely to be traded in the coming weeks. We'll be talking about it all on today's episode of Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast. It is Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tati Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com. For Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C. Pat 11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. You guys have been killing it here on the YouTube channel over the last week or so. We Really, really, really appreciate it. We had our most successful episode ever uh, yesterday. Correct. 4,000 views our YouTube channel, which I know isn't great for YouTubers in general, but it's great for us relative to what we've been able to do here. And uh, we've added a bunch of subscribers lately. So welcome if you're new to the channel. We really appreciate you coming through and uh, tuning in. And, uh, you know, we're, we're making a slow but sure climb up to uh, 2,000 subs. So let's uh, maybe let's make that a goal by the end of this month. Let's get to 2,000 subs by the end of this month. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the Mariners upcoming series with the Nationals uh, we're also going to be talking about Brandon Drury who was linked to the Mariners earlier today by John Morosi and uh, we're also going to be talking about this idea that the Mariners should not trade for anyone and just hold on to their prospects because of what history suggests for the Mariners specifically at least it's dumb. We're, we'll talk about that later, though. <laughs> let's uh, let's first get into this series, though. The Mariners heading over to D.C. Starting tonight, there is uh, severe thunderstorms in the forecast, so that could derail things here. The Mariners might not end up playing tonight, or at least get the game uh, postponed a little bit uh, later on into the night. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is going to be serving his one-game suspension today, so they will be without him, and Colby, that unfortunately creates an outfield of Jesse Winker, Dylan Moore in center field, and Adam Frazier, which <laughs> uh, with Chris Flexen also on the bump, fly ball pitcher, uh, yeah, it's not very promising for the Mariners. And Colby, I know that even before we saw this lineup, you had some reservations about this series. Uh, so is this uh, is this a trap by chance? It, uh, it's 100% an Akbar, that's for sure. Mm. Um, because the Mariners, even tomorrow, they're starting Tommy Malone. Like, they don't think that highly of the nationals and their record would indicate their right to think that but at the same time it's a team that still has Juan Soto whose down year is still like all-star worthy they mm. still have Nelson Cruz uh, who's been on a nice tear since you know the end of April they still have Josh Bell who's an all-star uh, Josiah Gray has really good stuff 
Uh, this is not a, a rollover series. This is in a series where the Mariners, you know, can just kind of roll out of bed and, and play too. And now you just come off of a huge week. You had a 4th of July holiday weekend, uh, extended holiday weekend sweep of the Padres, a playoff team. And you went home and you played four highly emotionally, highly emotional, like supercharged, impactful games uh, in, uh, you know, uh, an electric ballpark. And you come away with a sweep of that team. And now you've secured a, a lone position of a playoff spot. And you're heading across the country to face a team that is going to sell whatever pieces they can here in the next few weeks. And it's easy. It's easy. We've won eight in a row. The Nationals are, they're bad. And, you know, we're going to roll. It's going to be fine. We had a day off yesterday. We're recharged. It, it feels a lot like that game that they played against Baltimore after the brawl where people are like, well, they're going to get their guys back. They'll be charged up because of the brawl. And then they just go out there and they lay an egg. It's, it's definitely a, a potential of a trap series here. Um, and, you know, you're kind of looking ahead to Texas and clearly the Mariners are too, because they're throwing Chris Flexen and Tommy Malone against the nationals. And that's, I mean, no disrespect to Tommy Malone. That's a little disrespectful to throw Tommy Malone to change up your rotation, to get Tommy Malone in there. So you can save Marco or whoever for Texas. That's that, that seems a bit like a slap in the face. So I don't know. I just, I don't have a great feeling about this series. Uh, it, it would surprise me less if the Mariners lost both of these games, than it surprised me that they swept the blue Jays, which I think is saying something because I did not expect them to sweep the blue Jays, but still it's just, there's a lot of little things that add up now. Big picture the Mariners are a better team. They're a better roster. Uh, they're mm. deeper. They're better yeah. period. End of story. But we've seen over the last week or so, that doesn't matter. The blue Jays have a slightly better roster than the Mariners. The Padres have a better roster than the Mariners, at least, consensus would say they do and, and at least right now well. as these teams are currently constructed yeah yeah and they didn't they those teams didn't play well and the mariners did so we know that it doesn't matter and, and even in even in the best of circumstances th- this game is not ideal but now you're going to throw in a probable weather delay julio's not going to be there um it's just there's a lot of things about this series about this series in particular tonight's game where i'm like feels like a good letdown opportunity for seattle we'll see hopefully they can keep the momentum going if they come out and they win seven to two or whatever then fine what an awesome but i don't know this to me i I think they have to score early on gray they have to Mm -hmm. get on the board kind of get washington back on their heels because the last thing i want to see is this team get down two or three to nothing after two or three innings and then just kind of coast um yeah and it's it's a long trip across the country even with the day off there's a lot of things in the series that make me go this it's it's a little Washington's a little more dangerous uh, than than I think a lot of fans want to admit. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, you mentioned it there. They got Juan Soto, they got Josh Bell, they got Nelson Cruz, Yadiel Hernandez has also been pretty solid. Cabot Ruiz as well. Like they have guys in this lineup that can do some damage. Uh, you want to try and get into the bullpen. You want to try and take advantage of Josiah Gray, who has some good stuff but has struggled at times this season. Uh, they're going to face Eric Fetty tomorrow. We'll probably get into that game more uh, on tomorrow's show. But you know, th- they have opportunities here to obviously just obliterate this team but the the nationals have good pieces good quality pieces that can hurt the mariners in a big way uh so you know and at the end of the day it's baseball you know anything can happen on a, on a given night so um 
yeah, hopefully, you know, they just avoid a, a complete utter letdown here because uh, you don't want to just kill your momentum. You don't want to stop it right in, uh, right, in the, right in its tracks and then head into Texas not feeling as great about yourself. Uh, you want to be able to finish this thing off strong. It's amazing what they've been able to do winning 16 and 19. That's incredible. And they've already set themselves up in a position to be buyers no matter what happens over the next six games. But you want to try to continue that momentum and feel even better about yourself heading into the all-star break there's a possibility here where the Mariners go into the all-star break with the first wild card in hand you know you want to try and do that that would be amazing that would uh, I mean that's all the reason and, and more to you know uh, make these games important for you and, and and to you know tell to continue to tell your your front office to invest in you uh immediately as soon as possible so yeah, uh, would love to see this team come out swinging and uh, try and avoid the uh, the offensive letdown that could happen here without Julio Rodriguez in the lineup. Um, and the the outfield though is the biggest concern for me. The defensive out, uh, outfield is just it's it's rough on paper. Jesse Winker, Dylan Moore, and Adam Frazier playing in a very large outfield, mind you. That's a Big concern for me with Chris flexing on the bump. The fly balls are going to be pretty interesting out there tonight. Thankfully, they're they're going to have Julio back tomorrow. But yeah, wow, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it it could be an adventure tonight. So we'll see how it goes. But ultimately, I, I do like the Mariners' chances. Of course, the the Nationals are bad. They're a bad team. Uh, you know, no matter how you slice it, uh, they have good players. They're just They've, but they've lost, you know, none of their last 10. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. You should be able to handle them. Like you said, the Mariners aren't showing them any respect with the matchups. Uh, and hopefully that doesn't come back to bite them. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. And of course, you know, if they end up losing two here, it doesn't really matter in terms of the record. But like at the end of the day, but, it, it, you know, again, you don't want to have this letdown. You don't want to stop the momentum in his tracks. Uh, you want to be able to go into Texas feeling good about yourself because Texas is going to be pesky. Texas is going to be annoying. You might end up losing a couple of those games and you want to try to create as much of a buffer as possible for that. So you can uh, so you can definitely head into the all-star uh, all-star game, you know, over 500 and uh, feeling pretty good about yourself in a, in a wild card spot. So, uh, you know, earlier I, I talked about, you know, proven to this to the organization, prove it to the front office, which they've already done, but like continuing to prove to this front office that they are worth investing in. Well, the Mariners are apparently interested in one Brandon Drury, who's having a career season for the Cincinnati Reds. We're going to be talking about him in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen, they are good for you. We're talking low calorie, low sugar, high protein and all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time go to built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out 
They are going fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at Built.com. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. We greatly appreciate your support. Support. Uh, today, MLB insider John Morosi uh, tweeted that the uh, market is starting to pick up a little bit for Brandon Drury, uh, Reds infielder who's having a career season, and mentioned the Mariners as one of the options for him. And this is a guy that, I mean, it's pretty clear as day given what's going on with the Mariners' second base situation with Adam uh, with Adam Frazier and Abraham Toro's struggles, that they are going to try and upgrade at the position, and uh, Drury makes a, a ton of sense. He's having a great season. He's a rental who's probably not going to cost a ton. He hasn't been having a an all-star season. You know, he's not an all-star this year, but he has been way better than what the Mariners have gotten out of second base. And uh, he's one of the few second basemen that are actually going to be available uh, come the trade deadline on August 2nd. Uh, but I do have some concerns about Jury. This is, I mean, he's never performed like this, uh, to be quite frank with you. Uh, he's, you know, getting on base at a 330 ish clip. He's hitting, you know, he's hit 18 home runs. He's like 81st percentile and hard hit rate, barrel percentage, et cetera. Um, you know, but this isn't something that we've ever, ever seen from him. He has tried to make it work for parts of seven seasons now, and it just hasn't really come together until now. And a part of me worries if it's just, you know, it's also kind of a matter of him being the only good player on the Reds is also boosting his stock that way as well. And I just, I kind of worry that maybe this is the, this year's Adam Frazier, right? Like Adam Frazier got traded from the Pirates to the Padres last year after having an all-star first half and just fell off the face of the earth. And, you know, with Drury, it is going to cost the Mariners something nice. Uh, so does that happen again? And do you run the risk here of losing something nice for a guy that ends up, you know, not really living up to expectations? Colby, how do you feel about Brandon Drury? Uh, the answer is yes, you do run the risk of, of a guy, you know, not living up to expectations because that's what being a playoff team is. It's it's a, mm. about attacking these opportunities to get better, even if they are minute. And even if Drury can only do what he's done throughout his career, uh, he's still going to help a lot because against lefties, he's 268, 297, 467. The Mariners need bats who can hit lefties. And when you're talking about, well, those aren't great numbers, they're not uh, career-wise. But look at what Adam Frazier's giving you this year. Look at what Sam Haggerty's giving you this year. Look at what Dylan Moore's giving you this year. Then go look at the other second baseman who might be available. There's not a lot. You know, I, I like Brandon Lau. I just don't think Lau's going to be available. Yeah. You know, I, I like Ahmad Rosario. I just don't really feel like Cleveland's going to trade Ahmad Rosario. And if they are, he is certainly going to cost more than Brandon Drury. And Drury's been better this year. So 
you kind of start looking around. Joey Wendell, the Marlins are making a bit of a run. They're kind of in a Mariner situation where they're really charging up the playoff ranks right now. So are they going to be you know interested in, in trading one of their guys? Maybe, maybe not. So the second base market is, is pretty slim, and it is the easiest spot for the Mariners to upgrade. Um, so do you need Drury to be as good as he was in the first half? No, if he's 75% of that, he's a significant upgrade over what you have right now. And that's the part that matters. So, uh, yeah, I'm as, I don't, I don't know if Drury's going to hit 280, you know, with, with 540 slugging and, and right now he's at 18 home runs. Is he going to finish the year at 30? I, I don't know. Probably not if he gets moved to Seattle. I mean, Cincinnati's a, uh, a hitter's paradise, um, but yeah, he does make sense, and he can also play third base. Uh, he can handle a corner outfield spot if you need him to. Mm. Uh, you know, second base, he's probably fringe average. It's not his best position. I think third base is his best position. But so what? You know, it, it, you're talking about Adam Frazier is not winning a Gold Glove anymore. He's been fringe average at second base himself. So you're not really talking about a defensive downgrade. The bat is certainly better, and you can still keep Adam Frazier and, and use him as kind of a utility guy. If you really think the bat might turn around, then great. Your bench got better at the very least. So to me, yeah, Drury's mm-hmm. probably going to cost you something nice. And, and maybe it's something that, you know, you and I really like, maybe it is Adam Mako. Maybe it is Levi stout. Mm-hmm. So that's the price you have to pay. And, and when you're a team that right. is contending and you're trying to improve your odds, you're going to lose trades in the long term. You're going to trade an Abraham Toro for a Kendall Graveman, and Graveman's going to give you 25 innings, uh, and then you're just going to be without Toro, and, and Graveman's mm-hmm. going to go elsewhere. You're going to make trades like that. And do you think the the Astros care? No, they don't care. Yeah, Graveman helped them get to a World Series. They don't care about Abraham Toro, just like the Mariners won't care about Levi Stout if Brandon Drury helps them break the the drought. Helps them get to a, a divisional round, gets them past the wild card game, helps them secure the first wild card. Like they don't care. Like the mm. Mariners aren't going to care about that. So, yeah, mm. it's probably going to cost you know a little bit. It's probably going to hurt some of the prospect guys. Um, and of course, there will always be Mariner fans who will point to inevitably Levi Stout when he's a Chris Flexen esque type of pitcher and be like, "Oh, see, they traded that guy for two months of Brandon Drury." Those people don't get it. They don't understand what's going on here. So. Yeah, would I prefer somebody with a longer track record? Yeah, I would. Just mm-hmm. go find me that guy who's available. Who yeah. No, that's a great point. And uh, that's ultimately why, you know, I do have concerns. You know, I, I am scared of, of Brandon Drury. I've said that a couple times on this show in the past. But like you said, <laughs> you know, what are the other options here? Brandon Lau isn't getting traded. Ahmed Rosario probably isn't getting traded. Like, that's kind of it, really. And so, you know, I, I, I just, uh, this is just something that you just kind of have to do. Because also the alternative here, really, you know, if you want to upgrade, like offensively at least, over Adam Frazier, Abraham Toro, et cetera, and buy a bat elsewhere, it's possible that leads you to a discussion about putting Ty France at second base, which... Hard I don't pass. think anyone. I don't think anyone wants, right? Like hard pass. Yeah. So like, unless it's an emergency and you have to cover three innings or something like that. Yeah, and like Other I tweeted that, this last night. Like I pass. kind of have a weird feeling that maybe that's where this comes to if they don't get someone like Drury. But yeah, I think you need to get Drury. Like I, I, I like as scary as it is as you know as likely as it may be that he ends up falling off a cliff i think it's the shot that you need to take 
So, yeah, it doesn't come at, at a, as a surprise whatsoever to me that he uh, that the Mariners are in his market. Uh, and honestly, I'd be pretty surprised if they ended up coming away from this deadline without him. Uh, it just kind of seems like a, a perfect fit. They already have a pretty good relationship with the uh, a working relationship with the Reds, you know, mm-hmm. after uh, making the the Winker and, and Suarez deal. Like uh, they also, you know, they, they got Riley O'Brien earlier this year. Like they made a couple deals with the Reds and, uh, you know, that that momentum. I'm sure they've talked quite a bit about Drury and, and the, the Reds are very aware of the guys that they like in the in the Mariner system and vice versa. And. You know, I think there's uh, there's already a rapport there that's going to help them maybe iron out a deal a bit better than uh, or a bit quicker than any other team right now. So, um, yeah, so I'd be honestly fairly surprised if Brandon Jury isn't a Mariner here in the coming weeks. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's a little, you know, concerning about whether or not he'll actually be able to contribute. But again, you got to take that shot. I think you just you're at that point now. You're at this point where I mean. You know, we said it yesterday. This is probably the most favorable position the Mariners have found themselves in, like taking every single circumstance into account here over this 20-year playoff drought to end the drought. Um, because, you know, like obviously they were in a pretty favorable position like this in 2018 uh, when they were red hot, but they didn't have the prospect capital and the money to go out and, and finish this roster off. They have both now. They have the 22nd you know, highest payroll in, in baseball. They barely scraping over a hundred million dollars and they have one of the best farm systems in baseball, which is of course taken a hit over the last year, year and a half, but it's still very, very good. And there's still a lot of prospects that teams are going to like and value. And, uh, they, they have all the ammunition in the world that they need to make this thing happen. Uh, that doesn't mean that they should just recklessly start, you know, like they should not uh, like they shouldn't trade Noel V. Marte for Brandon Drury because that's what it takes. And you got to, you know, you just got to get Brandon Drury. No, but like a Levi Stout, someone who's kind of struggled this year and and maybe his ceiling has kind of lowered uh, this this past season. I mean, that that I would feel a lot more comfortable with. And I think that's a risk worth taking. So, yeah. Uh, so at the end of the day, I, I think Brandon Drury is a good fit for the Mariners. Um, and, and we'll see how negotiations progress. But uh, I feel like he might be one of the first dominoes to fall here in the in the coming weeks because the Reds, I mean, they're awful. They're, there's no waiting that they, that they need to do here. I think, you know, right now, until the draft happens, there might not be a lot of trade action on the market just because uh, front offices are preoccupied. Uh, but... Uh, after that happens, after next week, I think things are going to start really kicking in a high gear here. And uh, teams like the Reds that are in that position, teams like the Nationals are going to start selling off their pieces. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, so we're going to talk more about trades and like this whole idea that like you should hold on to all of your prospects and you shouldn't run the risk because like, you know, what if you trade Noel V. Marte and he ends up becoming like a six win player down the road or whatever. Uh, and why that's stupid, because uh, it is, <laughs> frankly. We're, we'll explain why in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and 
and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right after you're done listening to us and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we've gotten a few comments here on YouTube, if you're watching here on YouTube or on our Twitter pages, etc. I've seen it, Colby's seen it, we've all seen it, that uh, you know some Mariners fans don't want the team to do really anything at the deadline. Uh, they more or less think the team is fine as is. They've won 16 of 19 with the team as is, you know, as currently constructed, etc. And they believe that's enough for the Mariners to uh, to compete for the postseason and and beyond. Uh, that is completely, utterly wrong. First of all, and second of all, the the second piece to this why people don't want the the or why people want the Mariners to stand pat. It's because, well, in the past, they, you know, they've traded guys like David Ortiz and Jason Veritek, et cetera, and that didn't work out for them. You know, when they were in a in the midst of a postseason hunt, they were trying to get major league pieces and traded off guys who ended up becoming Hall of Famers or very, very good players. And yeah, that happens. That happens. But the goal at the end of the day here is to win championships, and you got to take shots. Like we just talked about with Brandon Drury, sometimes you just got to take shots. You know what the risk is. You 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 acknowledge that. You you were very aware of it, but you still got to take it. You got to take that chance. Because the goal at the end of the day here is not to win world or is not to win baseball America covers and awards. It's to win World Series. Colby, I I know you wanted to really talk about this. Why do you think this is just a ridiculous absurd take that the Mariners shouldn't trade for anyone this summer? <sighs> Yeah. Uh, well, let's start with this, right? Jerry DePoto didn't trade Adam Jones for Eric Bedard. Jerry DePoto didn't trade Jason Baratek for Heathcliff Slocum. Okay. Uh, and that's the line you're using. I, I don't know how to say it. You're, you're not paying attention. You don't, that's dumb. Like, let's just call it. It's, it's dumb. So when we look at the, I don't want the team to trade its assets. What you're really saying is, is you don't believe in this team. And if that's the case, I mean, that's, that's okay. But at what point do you buy in that this team? And at what point do you say this year matters just as much as next matters? Right? Like at what point do you do that? No, uh, because the Mariners are in a place right now where they are in a playoff position. They are, if the season ended today, the Mariners would be in the playoffs. But the season doesn't end today. And we're talking, we're sitting here talking about, well, like, well, when Mitch Haniger gets back, that's basically a trade. No, it's not. Mitch Haniger wasn't good. It was only 36 at bats, but he wasn't good. And there's no guarantee he doesn't roll his ankle again. Mitch Haniger has a lengthy injury history. You know, we talk about, oh, well, Kyle Lewis comes back. Lewis came back for four days and got hurt again. Not his fault, but he still got hurt. He also has a lengthy injury history, and we're just assuming that those two guys are going to come in and they're going to fix the whole offense. What happens if, God forbid, Julio Rodriguez rolls an ankle on August 6th? You're really comfortable starting Dylan Moore out there 
for the rest of the year? No. Like, what are we talking about here? What happens if Flexen turns his ankle on the mound tonight? Uh, I guess Tommy Malone is the answer in the rotation, right? Like, oh, yeah, we'll just throw Tommy Malone or Justice Sheffield or Daniel Ponce de Leon or whoever, whoever's in AAA. We'll just throw him in there, right? We don't need to go make a trade for somebody. What are you talking about? Basically, right now, you're working on a razor's edge, like a razor's thin margin of error. And your response to that is like, ah, it'll be fine. They'll tightrope walk it for the next 80 games. No problem. Do you want the playoff drought to end or not? Because I was under the impression that Mariner fans wanted that drought to end. I was under the impression that that was the only thing that would make Mariner fans happy, that that was mm-hmm. the number one priority of this year was to end this playoff drought. And that if they didn't, it would be a failure. Well, now we're here. We're at the position where they can do just that. They are literally in position to do that. And now some fans are like, well, you know, we don't want to give up everything for this year. Nobody's asking you to. Nobody's at no. what we're asking is that do you want to increase your odds of winning this year? Do you want to make this year matter for anything? No. By the way, that's not even is it okay to just make the playoffs? I mean, it should be a nice step in the right direction. But why don't you want to do damage in the playoffs? Yeah. Why are we sitting exactly. here saying why are we sitting here saying, Oh, well, we don't need to go get a starting pitcher because no, we'll just have Marco Gonzalez pitch game three. Really? Marco Gonzalez against Garrett Cole? You like those odds? Like, what are we talking about here? Don't you want to go deep in the playoff run? Go get a starting pitcher. Go get somebody who can play center field if Julio gets hurt. Go fix your second base situation. Go protect yourself from another Mitch Hanniger, Taylor Trammell, Kyle Lewis injury. Stop relying on, oh, well, you know, I'm sure Cal Raleigh will hit, you know, 250, 300, 500 for the rest of the year, even though we're starting to see some slow signs of regression because he's a young player. Why are we counting Abraham Toro getting 450 at-bats this year? Sure. Why not? What are we talking about here? Why yeah. don't you want the Mariners to be as good as possible? Answer. I don't that. want. I don't. I don't want to get to the party and just have a shot and leave. You know, yeah. I want to go to the party and dance my tail off. Right. It just. And if you don't, and if you don't make these moves now or some moves now, you're not even going to get to the party. Yeah. You're going to knock on the door and they're going to slam it in your face because you didn't bring the goods to get in. You don't have the cover charge. So what are you talking about here? I don't want the Mariners to make a move because 25 years ago, some GM made a mistake when he was trying to get to the World Series in 97. That's the excuse. What are we talking about here? And you sit here and talk about, oh, I don't trust Jerry. It was like, Jerry, the guy who got you, Carlos Santana, J.P. Crawford, Ty France, Marco Gonzalez, all these players that you love so much. Taylor Trammell, he got you him. He got you Mitch Hanniger. He got you Jesse Winker. He got you Eugenio Suarez. Suarez. Every like, single player that is on the Mariners now has been acquired by Jerry Depoto and, and company. It's like, just, yeah, you know, and yeah, Jerry's made some mistakes. Okay, he, yeah. he paid he paid a little too much for Adam Lind. Was that deal as bad as it seems now when he made it? No, no, Freddie Peralta was just a dude. He got developed into a really good pitcher. That happens. It happened. You trade Pablo Lopez for David Phelps. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes yeah. you trade Nick Nider. For D. Gordon and you to get nothing from D. Gordon, but the Marlins don't get anything from Nick Nider. That happens more than anything else. So yeah. I don't understand why this t- why this fan base or par- portions of this fan base are so risk averse to to making this club better. And there's like a cap on it. Like, well, I want it to be better, but I want it to be this percentage better. So anything less than that is just like, don't bother, don't waste the time. Why? If the team is 15% better, but you want it to be 18% better, 
What you're just gonna say no to the fifteen percent better? I, I don't understand. Nobody's sitting here advocating for trading Noel V. Marte for a rental. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. What we're talking about is trading from these guys who are, you know, hey, probably fourth or fifth starters, probably relievers, probably utility guys, probably fourth outfielders. That's most of your system right now. And you don't want to trade those guys because you're afraid why? Because Zach Deloach might hit 270 one year and you don't want to trade him for Brandon Drury, who's going to hit 270 this year. Get out of here. What are we talking about here? Yeah. You don't trust Jerry DePoto to do the job. I don't you haven't been paying attention. It's that simple. So I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's it's not even logical for Mariner, even like the most pessimistic Mariner fan, that logic does not track. And yeah. yet we hear it every day. Yeah, it's uh it's wild to me. You know, again, like look at the circumstances of the situation the Mariners find themselves in. Yeah, the the division is like a long distant dream. That's out of the window now. Like that's the like <laughs> the Mariners just won sixteen and nineteen and made up like half a game on the Astros. Like right. you know, whatever. Like that that's not happening. Okay, we we can admit that. We can move on. Whatever. But the wild card, like they're in the third wild card lone possession they have sole possession of the third wild card right now they're only a game and a half back of the red sox or the i always get them flipped they're only a game and a half back of the rays they're two games back of the red sox again if they have a pretty decent run here over the next six games they could go into the all-star break with the first wild card and by the way all the teams that they are surrounded by, the Rays, Red Sox, and Blue Jays, play each other a bunch in the same division. Like they're gonna beat up on each other. The Mariners, meanwhile, like have four series against or like five, six series. Six series against teams above five hundred. The rest of the way right now. Like they have the sixth easiest schedule in baseball by winning percentage right now. Like look, the the opportunity is there. The opportunity to not only get into the wild card, but get the first wild card and even create some separation is right there. You get healthier, you add some pieces, you're going to be dangerous. I think there's a very real chance here. The Mariners could be the third most talented ball club in the American League by the end of the trade deadline. I think they could surpass the Twins. And like be right there, like you know, there, there's gonna be, there's always gonna be a gap between them and the Astros and the Yankees this year. That's just gonna happen. But like, right. I, I, I think they could end up being better than Twins. I think they can absolutely end up being better than than the Raves, Red Sox, and the Blue Jays. Like, I think the opportunity is there, and you shouldn't be scared to take some shots here. You shouldn't be scared to trade a Levi Stout for for a Brandon Drury. You shouldn't be scared to entertain the idea of. You know, paying top dollar for someone like Luis Castillo, if that helps you, because, you know, aside from this year, Castillo would also help you next year. Like if we ever mentioned like, hey, they should trade Emerson Hancock, uh, you know, Noel V. Marte, Harry Ford, Edwin Arroyo, et cetera. It's not for someone that you're only going to have for a couple months. Like we're talking about guys that would also help you next year and maybe even beyond that. Like, Mm -hmm. so we're not, you know, we're not promoting that the Mariners should be reckless with their prospect capital here. I don't think they should. And we would absolutely drag them if they were, but you should take shots on some guys. Like you should go after rentals like Brandon Drury who aren't going to cost top dollar. 
You should do that. You should absolutely do that. Should you be in on Andrew Benatendi? Probably not because he probably ends up going to someone like the Yankees for like a top 50, top 100 prospect, right? That's probably too too pricey for you. But outside of that tier, like everything should be on the table for the Mariners. And by the way, I think it's worth noting here as, as we get ready to wrap. Mm. Is there a difference between the sixth and the fourth wild card? Does it really matter if you think, you know, the Rays and the Blue, if they're going to beat up on each other, Seattle can just maintain that sixth wild card spot, get into the playoffs, not give up any of their assets and really attack it this winter. Let me ask you this. If that's, if that's your line of thought, how important is it for you to have a home playoff game? Mm. Not just make it there, have a home playoff game guaranteed to you. Mm. You want that to happen? You got to be the four seed. Four seed hosts the five for three games. Best of three. So I don't know about you, but obviously I want to get to the playoffs. But if you're telling me that for the cost of Levi Stout, I can improve my odds of getting the first playoff game in 20 years in this franchise to be in Seattle, to be at T-Mobile Park, and you're going to say no to that, I question whether or not you're a baseball fan at all, just to be blunt. Mm. Why would you not want playoff baseball, not only back to Seattle, playing in Seattle, in your home ballpark? Why would you not want that? Why would you not chase that? If the if the cost is Levi Stout and Zach Deloge, what are we doing? If that's if you're not willing to pay that price, absolutely. Well, on that note, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidian Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, D A N E G N Z L Z, and Colby at C Pat Eleven. That's C P A T One One. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. Now make your second listen of the day locked on. MLB prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow. Go M's.